Happy St. Patrick's Day. The Fury Theory starts right now. The Fury Theory Podcast, brought to you by EFB Advocacy. It is indeed a happy, if somewhat strange, St. Patrick's Day. I'm joined by my good friend, Chris Swanger, who is the president and CEO of the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. Uh, We are observing the proper social distance in this era of COVID-19. Chris, welcome to the Fury Theory. Thank you, John. Glad to be back. So pubs are closed in Ireland and in Washington. St. Patrick's Day parades are canceled in Boston and in New York. The uh, The stock market is in free fall. And yet here we are in good health to talk about the liquor industry and how is it's faring in this very strange time. How are your companies doing right now? Certainly high, high anxiety times for everybody in the industry and everybody in the United States. But uh, we certainly understand the importance of trying to get ahead of the curve, uh, as they say. And, uh, you know, very, very tough, uncertain times. Uh, our industry has taken a significant impact. Uh, and it's just ironic. We're here on St. Patrick's Day, which is a wonderful day to celebrate with your friends and family and celebrate Irish whiskey. Uh, just last week, uh, our friends from the Irish Whiskey Association were in town. And uh, that's when, you know, the world started to shift pretty dramatically on all of us. So at the Distilled Spirits Council, we're going to work very hard to try to repurpose ourselves, try to help our our membership out and uh, just be in a position to practice social distancing. Uh, We at the Distilled Spirits Council started teleworking on on Monday. So it's very important that we all do our part. So let's uh, you brought some great products here. We've got products from Ireland. Um, we have this, um, what's the first one we're going to drink? The Redbreast? Redbreast. Redbreast. It's a Pernod Ricard brand. They're part of the family of Jameson. And uh, it's a wonderful distillery. And uh, it's age 15 years. And it's terrific Irish whiskey. So, um, you know, re- drink responsibly at home. Uh, it has some medicinal value, but it's not really to be used as medicine. Sure. All in moderation. All <laughs> well, in moderation. Only in moderation. Let's give it a little try. Great. Oh, that's good. Um, so Sweet. It is sweet. So you guys are probably, um, you're thinking about how to deal with this coronavirus. Talk a little bit about what your companies are doing to kind of repurpose and help during this crisis. Well, one little fun fact. You know, we recognize this is a tough time for everybody in America with kids at home. Uh, doing teleschool and all of the above. Uh, certainly, our industry is committed to responsibility. One fun thing that we're seeing that consumers are starting to do is uh, happy hours via FaceTime, right? So there's ways that we have seen a little bit of a rush uh, to the off-premise and to the retail chain for folks to get their favorite distilled spirits. Uh, but certainly it's, it's, it's crushing for restaurants and bars. Uh, we're seeing that all over the country. Uh, we were happy to see uh, just yesterday the governors of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut issued a proclamation while closing the restaurants and bars allows pickup, pickup for dinner and pickup for beverage alcohol. And that's a good way to accommodate those, those restaurants and bars and uh, to make sure home delivery is available. Uh, so we're going to try to work with all the governors in all the states to try to keep some form of business continuity, let Americans enjoy their cocktails, uh, certainly at home, 
uh, where it's safe. And, uh, you know, we want to do our part to maintain the social di- social distancing that has to happen over the next couple of weeks. And so some of your companies are also uh, so turning some of their operations to help help with hand sanitizers. Is that right? Yeah, we've seen a real movement both in Europe and here in the United States. And uh, just today, as a matter of fact, we're working with TTB and the FDA to make sure uh, you know, as those distilleries look at repurposing themselves to try to help their local communities, uh, it can be done. So uh, it's a very, very important uh, for our industry to get back to our community. And it's, uh, you know, there's communities in need all around the United States. And I'm happy to report there's 2,100 craft distilleries around the United States. So many of them are about, uh, you know, Moving forward to do that, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, the federal government is kind of guiding us and making sure we do that appropriately. But that's one way we can contribute to the greater good and the health of society. Uh, you know, I was walking down the street and saw a couple of my favorite bartenders who were looking for jobs. I mean, not looking, but they're, they're trying to figure out how they're going to handle the two weeks off or three weeks off or four weeks. We don't know how long this is going to take. I hope it doesn't take very long. Um I think it's important that we practice social distancing. I get that. But we also, you know, the federal government um, and the local governments, local and state governments are putting these fairly draconian dictates on about what people can and can't do. I think it's appropriate. Um, But, you know, you got to take care of these bartenders, don't you? Sure. So we work very closely with the U.S. Bartenders Guild. So as an industry, we're looking at how we can help collectively, particularly with the, the suppliers all around the country. Certainly very concerned about uh, craft distillers. They're very dependent on uh, distillery tours. Many of those tours have been shut down in tastings and so forth. Uh, so we're mobilizing to explore with both Congress and the, and the Trump administration and in state governments how we can keep those great businesses going. And certainly I think everybody in their neighborhoods need to galvanize and help out their local bartender. Uh, so that is something that is a top priority for us in the next couple of days. So um, last time you were here, you were talking about tariffs. Sure. And some Irish distillers facing stiff tariffs. I think you've done a pretty good job of finding ways to get the tariffs off some of these Irish distillers. Uh, you've been successful in that, haven't you? It's a, it's a work in progress. Uh, John, as you know, uh, the Trump administration has taken a pretty aggressive posture uh, against uh, markets like China and Europe to address some longstanding trade barrier issues not related to our industry. Since 1997, uh, the U.S. and the EU distilled spirits industries enjoyed 450% growth, import-export growth. Uh, unfortunately, in June 2018, uh, the EU imposed a 25% tariffs on American whiskey, and that was really unfortunate. We've seen a 27% decline in exports of mm-hmm. American whiskey to the EU. And uh, related to a separate uh, trade issue over uh, Boeing and Airbus, uh, just in October, uh, the Trump administration imposed a 25% tariff on single malt scotch, cordials, liqueurs, and yes, Irish whiskey from Northern Ireland. Oh. Uh, so we've been working with uh, our European spirits partners. We're fully aligned uh, and have brought forward uh, some creative solutions to the EU and the U.S. Uh, that could help address uh, the issues impacting our industry. You know, I think there's a recognition with the impact on the global economy, the impact on the economies of the U.S. and the EU, 
uh, we're going to explore to see how we can get some of these issues resolved. And uh, what's unique about our industry is we're not competing against one another. We're working very, very uh, closely together. I was in Europe uh, just about a month ago visiting, uh, you know, senior government officials with the UK. Uh, I was in Berlin and Paris and, uh, of course, Brussels. And uh, we're having a series of great discussions with with uh, the Trump administration, too. So we want to do our part, and there is probably an opportunity to maybe put a pause on some of these tariffs so uh, we can jumpstart the American whiskey business and the exports back to Europe. And talk about the exports to China. I'm sure that in the middle of this t- terrible crisis in Wuhan, uh, where they really shut down large parts of the country, uh, that exports to, to China were way down. Um, you know, China's a huge market for American bourbon and American whiskey, isn't it? Fairly small, believe it or not. Is that right? Okay. Uh, there are trade barriers. It's only a $15 million market. Can you believe that? I can't believe uh, that. For American whiskey, uh, uh, exports of American whiskey. The real impact is going to be on travel retail, the duty-free business uh-huh. all around the world, but certainly crushing uh, in China. Uh, you know, China is a significant potential market. Uh, uh, the Chinese love cognac and uh, other products, some scotch as well, but it hasn't really had a chance, probably because of trade barriers, to gravitate to great American whiskey. Uh, you know, Europe is a significant market. Obviously, there's big potential and opportunity. There's also big opportunity for American whiskey growth in India. And the Trump administration has embarked on some trade discussions with India. Uh, Just in India, there's 150% tariff on American whiskey. Uh, The Indian market is the biggest whiskey market in the world, but it's with brands you'd probably never hear hear about. So, is it homegrown uh, Indian whiskey, or is it from... in large part? Yeah, okay. It's a it's a big uh, Scotch market as well, which okay. is a good thing. Uh, but uh, certainly, there's a lot of opportunity for American whiskey, and obviously, we've shared that uh, uh, with the folks with the Trump administration, just so they're that's top of mind for them. So we've we've got a second one here. Is this Row and right Rowan Company? Rowan that's Company. Right. What, what's the Great deal brand. with Rowan Company? Great brand. Uh, they're in affiliation with. Uh, Diageo, one of one of our great member companies, and uh, it's a fantastic brand, and it's a blended Irish whiskey. And let's try it. It's let's good stuff, yeah, right? Let's give, yeah, right. Ooh, that's really smooth. Smooth, smooth, yeah, that smooth. Is, that, is, that is smooth. Very smooth. Smooth look. So, you know, one of the interesting things about um, globalization is it'll get blamed for this virus. Uh, it'll be blamed for this, you know, deep recession. Hopefully, quick recession we're going to go sure. into. But it's our also our only way to get out because, as you point out, got to work together. We got to work together. And um, how much of of the American whiskey, bourbon, uh, distilled spirits market is all about exports? I mean, is it how much do you export and how much do you? Is homegrown. A big part of it, just over the last 15 years, you've seen a great growth in bourbon and American whiskey. And uh, unfortunately, with some of these trade barriers that we've been contending with, that has gotten in the way. The tariffs has had an impact. Again, a 27% decline in exports since June 2018 to the EU, which is a big emerging market. Uh, that is unfortunate because we've seen a boom in American whiskey. And, uh, you know, I think once things settle, hopefully we'll get through the COVID-19 crisis 
And, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun day uh, when we get back to normal life, right? It could be a great celebration. I, I think even the president said that yesterday in his COVID-19 task force press conference. So, look, I think what's important uh, for all of us is uh, to follow the government's guidance, practice social distancing, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm going to try to do is spend quality time with my family. That's hard to do when you're working in your house <laughs> yeah. uh, and so forth uh, as they're going to school in your house. Uh, but you got to look on the bright side of things. And this is a tough time for the U.S. distilled spirits industry. Uh, we know uh, we're going to work hard with Congress and with state governments to kind of reset things. And uh uh, just be thankful for what we have. Sometimes moments like these make you realize some of the simple things in life, like a good Irish yeah, whiskey or like good. a good American whiskey, uh, uh, is something that we can all cherish and and uh, feel good about. So, well, Chris, I, I want to thank you for uh, coming to the Fury Theory Podcast uh, at EFB Studios. Um, you know, these are the kind of periodic updates we we need. Um, I think that the American um, the still spirits uh, world companies are going to prosper because of, of free market capitalism and and of, because of the American ingenuity and the need for Americans to have a good time. And there's nothing, no doubt. nothing like drinking responsibly. Uh, and I can't wait till we can get rid of this so, social distancing, which will happen soon enough, and, and go back to the bars and tip our bartenders well, which I always believe is a important, very, very, very important to tip your bartenders yeah. well. Uh, and then have all these wonderful products, um, which is, you know, makes makes life a little bit better. No doubt. It's those sweet moments, those memorable moments. And uh, with fine cocktail, uh, whether it's Irish whiskey or American whiskey or scotch or a great cognac, you name it, or a cordial and liqueur, uh, distilled spirits uh, play a big role in society play a big role in the economic vitality of our country. It creates and cherishes, uh, you know, uh, stories and heritage and memories. And, uh, you know, just this great Irish whiskey that we're tasting today, it just uh, it creates a memorable moment. But obviously doing it in a responsible way uh, with those of legal purchase age, uh, you know, that's always important as well. But it's a great industry and we appreciate the exposure and uh, the distilled spirits industry is going to work hard and recover and rebound uh, from uh, what we're encountering with now. And uh, we're excited about the future. So, uh, Chris, happy St. Patrick's Day. It's five o'clock somewhere, um, but really start drinking after five o'clock. No doubt unless, about it. Unless you're at a great lunch. Um, so happy St. Patrick's Day. And thanks again, Chris, for being on the show. Cheers, John. Thank